Hey team, this is Grant David Collins and welcome to Basement Philanthropy, a place for people who do not want to wait until they're rich or retired to create meaning, impact, and connection with their money regardless of the amount. On this episode, we're going to be talking about how the news should be viewed as a tool to start your giving in philanthropy and not to end it. So let's get started. As many of you may know, on February 6th of this year, there was a 7.8 magnitude earthquake that hit the countries of Syria and Turkey. Now, this earthquake did an untold amount of damage uh, to this region, with now, as of this recording, over 50,000 people have lost their lives because of this disaster. And Thousands and thousands of people have been affected in one way or another. And if you're anything like me, as this started to happen and develop, I was bombarded by news coverage of the situation. There were photos and, and podcasts and, and all of these different things that, that covered the news um, of this earthquake, the damage, what led up to it, why things had happened. And it was just like a fire hose of information. And so maybe like you, I felt a desire to get involved and to help impact the situation, not only from an awareness standpoint, but from a financial standpoint. And so I ended up contributing to a charity that I fully support and felt like would would do good with the money that I had contributed and also decided that I was not going to just make that the end game, that I was going to start to build more awareness on how people that are normally not really considered as, as potential donors to these types of things could see themselves as getting involved. So the way that I decided to do that was to create a visual representation of what we were seeing in the news, to, to hopefully ground what people were seeing on TV in, in some sort of reality. Because when you hear numbers like 50,000 or you know whatever the number is, it's, it's really hard to understand what that looks like. And so if you followed me on LinkedIn for the last few weeks, you would have seen a bunch of posts, 12 to be precise, come out that visually described what this number looked like. And the way that I decided to do that was by putting a bunch of different emojis on the screen of different people and different uh, age ranges, those types of things, and then putting a number by them and just posting a huge message that listed this out and I did it 12 times so that people could start to have a understanding around that. So as I started to post, I also included a kind of latest updates section where I would include some sort of news article that updated people on the current state of what was happening because it's so easy to get lost in what we're doing in our day-to-day lives or, you know, the, the different sound bites that we hear about something. So I wanted to just continue to keep that information 
up to date. And something that I started to notice and something that started to bother me, quite frankly, was that as the days progressed forward, the news coverage got less and less. So in the beginning, I was just able to type into Google, hey, what's going on in this region of the world? And a ton of results came up from all the major news organizations. And it was really easy to find updated information about what was going on. But as it progressed, not only did the major news organizations kind of drop off their coverage, but the only coverage that I started to be able to find um, was coverage that I didn't even know about. Like these are magazines or websites that don't really have a reputation here in the United States. And so I had to do a little bit more digging around them to see if I felt like they were credible and giving the right information. And this whole thing started to really bother me. And the reason why it started to bother me was was not necessarily because of any particular news organization. It was just that in a matter of two weeks, it's almost as if the world forgot about Turkey and Syria. Like we just moved on. And I don't know about you, but the pictures that I was seeing from the crisis that was unfolding are not pictures that are cleaned up in two weeks. So this really started to sit with me in a way that I just couldn't ignore. And so this is one of those podcast episodes where you get to learn right alongside me. I'm going to be speaking into something that I've just been around for the last couple of weeks myself. And I just want to invite you to come on for the ride in, in this journey of discovering what is useful to philanthropy and giving for me personally and for individuals who want to get involved with this space and what really isn't that useful. Now, it's really easy to start to understand why this happens from an intellectual standpoint. News organizations are put in place to give the news. And it's not like the whole world stops when a huge catastrophe unfolds. Like news is coming in every single day on a variety of platforms and issues and, and things that people are trying to highlight. And so this news cycle really determines kind of what the national conversation is around a particular subject. And so when the earthquake happens, it is wrapped up in this thing. And then we have another huge story that comes in that kind of diverts the attention of people. And so it's not necessarily that anybody is maliciously leaving things out, although there are definitely bad actors and that can happen. It is that a news organization's job, in, in a sense, is to give us, hey, this is what's going on in the world right now so that we as the individual consumer can dig deeper on our end and continue to follow the stories that we really care about. It's like a cafeteria almost. And you know, that's that that would that would make sense in 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 a world where news was just dictated by information, but it's further complicated by the fact that that isn't the only thing that is driving the news. The news inherently is a money-making, revenue-generating 
organization and industry. And because of that, it almost capitalizes or makes this cycle that is going to happen inherently even worse. I was listening to The Late Show with Stephen Colbert as he was interviewing Chris Wallace, a really renowned reporter and and newscaster. And he asked him this, and I think it really points out why this adds complexity around revenue-generating news organizations. Stephen asked, if you had a magic wand and you could change presently or historically anything about media in order to restore the trust of the viewers, what would it be? And Chris Walsh's response was this. It used to be in the old days that news didn't make money. It was a public service and the networks viewed it as a public service. But then shows like 60 Minutes came along and showed that you could make a phenomenal amount of money when it came to the news business. I think when you look at what goes on everywhere, probably particularly in cable news, and that's on the left as well as the right, that people are chasing audiences. So I think if people accepted that we're not trying to make money off of this and that we're just trying to provide a public service, that we'd have better news. Chris Wallace is really highlighting something in this response that I think is really crucial as we look at the news. The reason why it is so important to view it as a place to start and not to end is that the news organizations are incentivized to continue to keep our attention. That is the economy that we live in. It's often referred to as the attention economy because people make money off of our attention. And so because of that, it's not really in their best interest to go deep or to uh, make things so that we see ourselves as being able to interact with them or make a difference in them because, you know, at the end of the day, they don't really care. And that's not necessarily a hit on news media. Like it is what it is. It's more of just something that we can start to get in front of and start to use these things in front of us as tools instead of just viewing ourselves as an individual in a movie theater of our life. And this movie is rolling forward and we really don't have anything to do with it. And we're just sitting back and kind of watching it unfold. When in reality, especially when it comes to news coverage, we can be participants in what is going on like the Syria and Turkey crisis that is unfolding, we can do something about it. We can donate our time. We can donate our money. We can donate supplies. Like there's so much that we could potentially do in that area. And so as we start to view news as this place of starting the process and not ending it, that is where the real power comes into play. And so that is really what I would like to push out into the world in this episode is a perspective around viewing news as introducing us to the tip of an iceberg. And as we see something that catches our eye or that we feel called to make a difference in, we view it as just that, an introduction to what is going on. And then that gives us the ability to be able to take that introduction and start getting depth around it, which can inform our future actions. 
So if we take that mentality and apply it to the crisis that is currently going on in Turkey and Syria, it would look something like this. I view myself as somebody who can create a difference in this world. And because of that, I am going to start to see different opportunities to be able to get involved with that change. And so on February 6th or 7th of this last year, I see on the news that a terrible thing has happened in the lives of fellow human beings on this planet. And instead of just seeing that for, oh man, this is such a hard thing for them or kind of avoiding it or whatever our initial response would be in that scenario, I start to think, is this something that I want to be involved with? Can I have some sort of impact and change in this area? And do I want to understand more about it? And if the answer is yes to that, we can go about a process of getting involved with that. And if the answer is no to that, we continue to move forward in a way that allows us to be open to something else where maybe our talents or resources would be better served. We can't make a difference in everything in this world, but the important thing is that we see ourselves as being able to do that because if enough of us start to get involved with that, we start to cover a bunch of different issues and resources and talents to be able to address these different things. So if I feel called to, you know, Turkey and Syria and you feel called to an environmental crisis that is happening in your backyard, like that is a really good thing. And when you get billions of people involved in that type of mentality, that's when we start to be able to affect real change in this world. So if you do feel called in this example to get involved with the Turkey and Syria crisis, then you take what the news has given you and start to work down, well, what could I do or what organizations really care about this thing that is going on? And so you can transition your information gathering from this machine that continues to move on after a couple of weeks to something that's more sustainable, like an organization that is on the ground providing relief and support that you could then turn and support with your donations and time and energy or whatever it might look like. And so as you start to decouple news from the machine of making money or, you know, affecting the way that we look at things from a political standpoint or whatever that might be, and you start to get it in a solid foundation of trusted organizations who are attempting to impact change in an area, that is when you can start to see yourself as actually getting involved and discover, hey, this is what I can do to create a difference in this world. Depth is a principle of giving and philanthropy that is crucial to understanding impact. If we don't take the time to go deep on these things that we care about, it's likely that the change that we want to see in the world will not occur. The, the good, the people, all the things that could happen if we were able to get outside of ourselves and, and see fellow human beings and the planet and, and all these different things as, as things that we can have an influence around, they all start to happen as we get below the surface of just the quick 15-second news blip. 
but we can use that news blip as the way to be able to impact change in the world. I have this burning feeling in my heart around this concept of getting people like you involved in this work. Although these these disasters are bigger than one of us, they are not bigger than all of us as we come together and lift in that way. And you can start to find your community and people by letting the news dictate just your awareness around things and then use other resources to be able to plumb the depths of exactly what is going on in that area so that you can make a big impact. Well, team, that's it for me. Let's go out in the world and create good with the money in our pockets together. Talk soon.